Damn. Oh, shit. They're going to give us money now. Ooh, ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, Joel, put your headphones back on. What's up? All right. So I um ended up streaming Resident Evil in VR. Ooh. So I know you're not that far. Uh-huh. So all I'm going to do is play the audio <laughs> of me okay. going through Resident Evil. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to set it up. I'm going right, through the place. Okay. I open the door. Uh-huh. And then the first part is I open the door. <laughs> yeah. And then something's there and it's scared because I didn't okay. catch it. Okay. And go. then the next thing you're going to hear me scream again is because I turn around in VR and then they grab me. Okay, so. go. I honestly thought he was going to take the headset off and start running out of fucking his room. I mean, at that point, you have to realize it's just on the fucking monitor. All right, and this is... Okay, go ahead. This is the second one. Jesse, <laughs> 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 at what point do you realize that there's nothing there? You, you, you no. know there's nothing there. It's scary. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, the Nature Boy, Jesse Lira, with... I think we've done that, Beto Sparza. And... A total package, Joe Ramirez. I mean, if he's already used it, I can use it okay, too. Okay, Beto the Dragon Esparza. <laughs> it is a very magical, fantastical day today, everyone. Help me welcome and congratulate... The man, the legend. Stop. Our buddy. Keep going. <laughs> Joe Ramirez today got his black belt in jujitsu. He got promoted to black belt jujitsu today. Give me a round of applause. Oh my God. Guys, guys. Come on. Come on. How does it feel now having the license to kill? It's actually not a license to kill. What? It isn't. What do you mean? I, you don't actually get to, you're not allowed to kill anybody wait I thought you could no actually the laws don't don't allow for that then what's the point of getting a black belt to get really good at it I mean I, don't I think you, if you have a black belt and you get you get like convicted of a murder they should let you go once just once right just once like if you do yeah. two murders within the, the ten years then no, the second one you can't also, if you do the same, like, and if it's for the same reason, like it's a, you know, it's like a, some kind of a jiu-jitsu move and like you choke someone to death, like technically be like, hey, this guy's a serial killer. There's yeah, a yeah. pattern going on. So before we get the serial started, I, I do want to say I'm proud of you, Joe, Thank for getting you, your man. black belt. Thank you. How long, how long did it take you? When did you start this journey oh, into getting your black belt? Started this journey in odd 06, 07. I want to say it was probably, I think late 06 is when I actually got started. And uh, and then I had to take a like a three year break because I hurt my back, and I've uh, been back at it since 2011. You're welcome. Because of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, I've been, been training since back. So, I mean, overall, I think it's, it's been about 11 years, 10, 10 to 11 years, uh-huh. uh, the entire journey. Loved it. I've loved it. Have a lot of injuries to show for it as well. Yeah. But it's all been worth it. I am very, very happy. I am very, very proud and very, very grateful to everyone, uh, to my coaches, my team, everybody out at West Coast Jiu-Jitsu, Oxford, California. Awesome school. Um, and yeah, man, it's, man, just, the journey continues from here. It, it don't stop. In, In 10 more years, you get a double black belt. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. I, I believe there's degrees mm-hmm. that you can get on, on your belt, but I mean, you know. 98 of them? 98, ooh. Um, but... <laughs> I'm gonna be doing this until I can no longer do it. So mm-hmm. next year, I'm gonna do. <laughs> don't say that. Don't don't you dare say that. You're gonna break your leg. <laughs> well, what I mean, if he does? Already... What if he does break his leg? Well, then I predicted knees... that he fucking broke his leg. Well, I mean, he's already shot. So I mean, uh, but no, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep on keep on trucking <laughs> until I can't no more. You know, hopefully that's a long time from now. But you know, next year's pretty long. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> Anyways. Let's get down to it. Let's get down to business. Let's talk about. Let's get down to brass nuts. (laughs) The real deal. The most important thing in the entire world. Bedlo, what's up? Where you going, Phil? To my pad, Phil. For reals, Phil? Nah, Phil. I'm going to the store, Phil. What's up? For real, I'm going to the store. That's fucked up. For reals, Phil. For reals, Phil. Yeah, fool. For real, fool. Yeah, fool. Damn, fool. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. Uh, I still haven't finished Resident Evil. I want to play. I want to keep. I want to keep playing it. I haven't even played it that much, really. Uh huh. Um, I'm. Why is that? Uh, I'm towards the end, but I start. I bought um Neo. Mm Mhm. And. I want to make an eight matrix joke, but I'm too lazy. <laughs> um, no, but I've been playing that, and uh, it's fun. It's fucking hard though. Like I, I yeah. Like I've never played these kind of games, like these Bloodborne or Dark Souls Dark games. Souls. Um, so I'm trying to get the the hang of like like strategizing, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how you're supposed to play. I'm kind of getting the hang of it, but. Mm. I've honestly only played like 30 minutes. Well, I've uh, played what you're supposed to be like 15 minutes of it, uh-huh. but I spent like three hours or four hours trying to get past a certain part. Uh-huh. But it's so fucking hard that I can't even pass it. For but, some people who don't know what Neo is, what is it? It is, I don't know what kind of game it is. Like, I've never played these kind of games. Like, I mean, if you played Bloodborne, it's kind of similar, some yeah. similarities to that, just super hard. Joe? Enemies. What, would, what kind of game would it be? It's hard to describe. They're, they're very difficult games. They the games follow specific rules. If you Is it like don't, a, a modern day beat 'em up. I yeah, guess. but in a way, you you really have to follow rules. I mean, there, you know, so many games nowadays, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You know, games are geared to geared more to casual fans and you can get into a game and there is a the, the learning curve the, the the ability to make mistakes there's a lot of them you know it's not so much about kind of like the final the boss of whatever level is gonna be yeah hard. you know yeah. yeah sometimes and everything else through that is not 
in these types of games, you know, you're punished for not really following the rules of, you know, what it, the combat or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's not really unfair. It's not like, like to me, unfair is getting hit by shit off screen that you can't even see. You yeah. know what I mean? Or a bad camera angle that ruins everything. In, in these kinds of games, you know, there's specific rules to the combat. If you don't follow those rules, like if you just go in hacking and slashing everything, you're going to die. Yeah. And we've all been taught to a certain degree. That's just what you do. So you really have to train, you kind of have to train your mind to not do those things. You have to kind of sit back and wait. Sometimes you have to counter, sometimes you have to parry. And, you know, you the more you follow it, you know, the better you get at these games. And, you know, and a lot of it is just trial and error. You have to learn like, oh man, yeah. I can't do that. Okay, go from there. So I think it takes a lot of patience in some, yeah. in some mm-hmm. cases, but it can be really rewarding, you know? Like I've died so many times, but I've like, I've. I've kept playing it because it's still it's still fun even yeah. though I'm like not even a tenth of the way into it uh-huh. and it's just <clears throat> it's just I've enjoyed it so far even though I'm like dying all the time um just figuring out certain things like there's different stances that you can take so like if there's like a, a high stance where it's like heavy like heavy wielding um uh weapons or they're just like really long moves where you could like do more damage or like mid mid range uh stances or low range stances were a little faster but take make less take less damage um i didn't know that so like I, once i started using that i, I started like feeling more like sense. more comfortable playing playing it um yeah i'm just still still trying to figure out how to play it really so yeah. i can so advance more because uh I have a feeling that I'm gonna I'm gonna like it a lot more once I start getting better at it. Just try, trying to learn how to dodge because like you dodge and then you gotta hit like counter like how you're saying, and then there's like a meter where you're I guess it's like your stamina bar pretty much yeah. where you're hitting them, and then it lowers and then there's like a a certain action that you gotta take like there's like a a blue light that kind of goes around you, and you hit the the R1 button yeah and it just um fills up your gauge back up again uh-huh. a lot faster than like. Like just letting it go up by itself because it's really slow. But once you hit the like, it's kind of like a mini game in between like the the combo system. Uh-huh. So once your your stamina goes down, you hit the R button and it it, it like regenerates a lot faster than it usually should. It should. Yeah. So trying to learn that, it's like it's I forget to do that. Mm-hmm. So I die a lot because of that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to. And also like um, you know you, you get that <laughs> urge like when, like when you find an opening. Just you you want to go for like three hits, yeah. And really, you should only get one, maybe yeah. two, and then you start to like, I can't yeah, fucking yeah. do that third hit because then yeah. you pay for it. And then when you get hit, you get hit hard. Especially, you know? yeah, especially with like big dudes with heavy armor. Exactly. I fought some guys with heavy armor. Like I just like, oh fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm almost killing him. I'm just gonna get that fucking fourth hit. I've done that before. And then I do one that more. Boom. Yeah, and then just, just cost you. Them. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, other than that, that's all I've been playing. Um. I'll be playing a lot more later, though, for sure. Uh, cool. Yeah. What about you, Joseph? Uh, so this week, honestly, I, I really didn't play much anything. Um, I played a little bit of Wind Waker HD. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, got a little bit more into that. <coughs> I like it. Uh, I'm not a big... F- One thing that bothered me is the floaty controls of Link. It was... Floaty? How? Not floaty. I, I feel like... Not floaty. Floaty's a bad of- word. Out of that, Wind Waker probably had the, for me, the the more refined um, fighting controls out of the whole series. Not even from back. So fighting was good, but mm-hmm. like platform 
platform moments, oh, okay. segments. I, get what I, you're I saying. didn't care for certain it, things about it. That. Does feel weird to? I mean, you're you right. The fighting is actually pretty yeah. good. The Legend of Zelda, like always, where you're not jumping, you just have to go to the edge of something mm. to jump and it'll automatically jump but sometimes you can miss corners just mm-hmm. you know stuff like that it feels a little off i think that's where i'm, I'm guessing that's where you feel weird yeah yeah i think so i i, I have to say the combat itself wasn't really uh, mm-hmm. wasn't an issue but yeah i would say that the, the actual like platforming segments in the game were kind of weird i'm not really concerned with the jumping part but you're right where i was like trying to aim to jump some spot and then it didn't i jumped i kind of just barely missed it it just mm-hmm. felt a little Maybe it's just something I have to adjust in the um, in the settings, like yeah. the the sensitivity, because it was just like, whoa, this is it's kind of weird. Um, but I played some of that, and I also played some uh, some more. Uh, uh, I played uh, Wonderful One Hundred One. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I actually want to. I have those two games kind of left to go through. Mm-hmm. And I played some Wind Waker, and I was liking it. But as I was playing Wonderful 101, I was like, I kind of want to play Wonderful 101 more. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, it uses the motion control. I mean, not the motion. The um, it uses the the gamepad um, pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was enjoying it. Uh, the stuff that you can do with it. Um, uh, let's see. So I played that, and. That was that was pretty much it. I didn't play much of anything else. I got sick this week too, so for two three days I was pretty much just coming home and knocking out. Yeah. So I really didn't I didn't get to play much except for that. What about you, Jesse? Well, before that, um, <laughs> you said you ended up getting Neo as well. I did, and then so I did pick it up. I had it in hand, and then I had a lot of guilt come over me because I was thinking to myself, I've got. You know, we all have the Switch coming out in a couple of weeks, and I've yeah. already got a backlog of games. And I'm like, I gotta finish off the what I've got on the Wii U because mm-hmm. I'm gonna get, you know, I'm using my the Wii U to get the Switch as well. Mm. And I was just like, oh man. And then I have, like, I still have Lost Guardian to go through. I said other stuff, and I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? I all I I, I went ahead and returned it, uh, and I figured I'd just I'd wait until after the Switch was out because mm-hmm. I have a feeling I'm gonna put. Playing more Switch stuff, anyways, and then probably picking up Neo at a later time. Um, you know, probably too. Hopefully, by then there'll be a sale, which as yeah. we've seen with a lot of games nowadays, that's quick. Yeah, um, especially so, now. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of really. Uh, my, my my mentality right now is based off of a, a lot of just what's happening with the Switch, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, right now I'm. Playing, I plan on playing a lot of it, so you know, I, I didn't want to. I thought about my purchase afterwards, and I was like, ah, mm-hmm. I'll take it back. If I didn't have, like I said, if that wasn't the case, if, you know, if there wasn't anything else, I mean, I would, I would have probably go out and kept it. But I just, you know, you know I'm really looking. Kind of tells you how much I'm looking forward to the yeah, switch yeah, in switch. general, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was that. That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Jesse, what about you? Zabu. Um, I ended up playing. Uh, Gravity Rush for the PS4. Um, I ended up getting it a long time ago for the Vita, and I never ended up really getting that into it. But getting into to this one on the they did the remaster for PlayStation 4 because uh, I have two and I want to beat one so I can play the second one. Gravity Rush Run is really good. I was pleasantly surprised that w- that game has so much to it, and even like playing through it, I go, "Whoa, this was on the Vita." Because um, a lot of it has to do, the mechanics are... On the are, what? <laughs> on the PlayStation Vita, Sony's handheld that they used to have a long time ago. They had a handheld? Yeah. 
um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you ch- you know, you mess with the gravity. You can kind of like change uh, your character, cat. She could kind of manipulate gravity, and you know, you can go up in the air. Kind of like it's kind of like flying, but not really. You're just kind of changing weight and her speed, and then you can use attacks and stuff. So she can attack when there's enemies. Um, but what a, a mechanic that I really liked in the game because you can uh, improve the city that you're at and then it opens up different challenges that you can use your abilities to kind of like race something or collect this little mini games mm-hmm. but as you progress and go through the story it's actually a really good story and c- because I thought it was just like a it was an upgrade of a handheld game to being like oh okay now we're just going to port it to PS4 it was going to be a short game I was going to be done with it no big deal probably under five hour game no there's so much to it and there's sections of the whole city that open up that you kind of have to bring back from like another world that parts of the city are trapped in certain areas that you have to unlock it but what i like is once you go to the next area it's a completely different like it feels like a different place the lighting or or music like one area felt like if you were in new orleans it didn't look like new orleans but it was very like neon colors but had like it had a weird new orleans vibe but even when you go there there's new character there's like new civilians and and objectives to do through that whole thing so and then you upgrade your abilities your you know um, as you progress through the game, that's but, a hard game to get now, right? Like a, yeah, a, a physical, physical copy? copy of uh, Gravity Rush because they they I did thought, low copies, like hundred bucks. On yeah, Amazon. you could still buy it, only download for thirty. But yeah, if you were to try to get a physical copy, they don't make them new anymore, so they go for a hundred dollars. They didn't make a very large run of them. Though. No, they. I I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. I think the physical copies. I could be wrong. Were Amazon exclusive? Oh, okay. And then I ended up buying it because the, the guy we follow, the Wario 64, he said, oh, the, you know, they got more in stock and it's Amazon exclusive. There's not going to be any more. So I think when I got it, it was down to 20. Oh, sure. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. I'll buy it. You know, I'll play it on PS4. Um, but no, it's really good. And I'm having a lot of fun. I don't know how many hours I have on it, but I've been enjoying it. Like the character and the story, like there was more to this small that I thought was a small portable, you know, handheld game. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty big and robust, mm-hmm. so it surprised me. Even I go like, "Whoa, this was on Vita? That's crazy!" Um, so I re- really enjoying that. But no, yeah, really digging Gravity Rush. Um, I can't wait to see how Gravity Rush Two is, because <laughs> if I'm if I'm getting surprised by the first one, mm. I can't even imagine how two is gonna heard be. Good stuff. Like, yeah, like if you like the first one, you're gonna like the second one for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing through that. Um, I ended up uh, busting out my Vita handheld again. And I had a download of Strider 2, the PS1 version, and I started playing it. I ended up beating that Strider 2 on the PS1. It takes like 45 minutes to beat the entire game. Really? It's not that hard. (laughs) It's like really not that hard. Um, If you ever played Strider, it was an arcade game, and you're just like slashing and attacking. Uh, It was fun. Beat it. And I was like, this is cool. I could talk about it on the show. Nothing really. It wasn't hard. It wasn't easy. Like, it wasn't <laughs> I hard. The remake, the, huh? the, I liked the PS4. The, the, yeah, the, no. The remake, when I, I was enjoying that one. Yeah, no, the, that one was cool. Um, two was fun. I was just surprised how, you know, simple it was. And then I didn't know it was a two disc game. And the first disc gave you the arcade version. So you got to, you have the arcade version and then the souped up number two. Uh-huh. Cool. Um,. I ended up streaming Resident Evil 7 on VR um, this Thursday. Um, Beto was kind enough to be there 
and uh, uh, be with me when I was uh, playing it in VR, just to kind of like, just be a reaction to however I was acting or, you know, help, you know, reading the, uh, what um, people were saying in the chat. How was that? How, how, did, how did you take it? Okay. Um, oh, I ended up... <laughs> Wait, what? You know. <laughs> so, that's, that's what you so he couldn't close his eyes. I finished, <laughs> I finished, I finished Resident Evil 7 uh -huh. and I was really excited to try it in VR. I finally got to try it in VR, and there's a few things I want to say. <clears throat> mm. um, I did ended up taking motion sickness pills, mm. and they worked. Mm -hmm. Like if I were, uh, I remember trying. I tried out the Resident Evil VR real quick, uh, figured out the controls before streaming it, and even playing less than ten minutes, I could feel like, oh man, I might not be able to do this for a long time. I got queasy playing it. I yeah, did. so I never tried the motion sickness pills until that night. I tried them. I played like three hours and 29 minutes completely fine after I was done I didn't feel anything motion sickness pills worked and that was pretty crazy I, I there are moments I'm playing and I'm doing quick movements or moving around Nothing. and I'm like I should feel weird but I feel completely fine and that's really cool cool um Resident Evil 7 in VR it was really cool like I really enjoyed it, like an actual full-fledged game in VR. Mm -hmm. um, I know how you felt about it, like visual quality-wise, like compared to just playing it on your um, eight thousand dollar, sorry, twelve thousand dollar four K tele uh, HDR sixteen now sixteen thousand television. Oh yes, it's scaled down. Doesn't look a hundred percent like perfect, but I was still in awe in areas. In, in the bench, game. in the actual house, though, I mean, for for that kind of quality, I even like good. I like stuff on the outside, like it was bright. The biggest fun, but like, stuff, but. I honestly really enjoyed how it looked. Huh. Um, it it kind of sucks. Like, there's there's one part that really sucks that I really wish like both you and and Bethel really could get into VR. Like, I really really enjoyed my time playing resident evil 7 in vr and i just feel that you guys i think a little bit earlier joe you had your stance on how you felt about vr and mm -hmm. that's just how you feel and i get it you know uh beto i think over time you're just i think it was the same stance on it but playing it regular and then playing it in vr i just really enjoyed it and i saw a lot of what could work i don't know how much time they had to make Resident Evil 7 work or if they had that plan from the beginning or they edited it on later that's something I'd like to know but just going through the game experiencing everything that I did I was just re I really enjoyed it and it kind of sucks that I wish you guys can but I don't know if the, if that if that bear it's already done you know like you're, you guys made your decision already I, really, I hope I'm wrong I really enjoy you know I really oh, here's the truth I really enjoy playing the VR stuff with you guys around mm -hmm. when you guys are around when we're in a group it's a lot of fun yeah and I mean I, I feel like I honestly feel like it's a lot of fun and <clears throat> like the other day uh, that was a couple weeks ago when we were playing the until dawn yeah uh, you know that that was fucking fun yeah, yeah that was a shitload of fun you know all of us getting to watch each other play through scenarios and get scared and all that stuff i love that i thought that was the coolest thing more, more cool than i thought that that was that was cooler than me playing through resident evil and and, and the time i got through resident evil and, and i think a big part of it for me is just I, i'm just not for me personally with vr it's it's difficult for me to find the time 
to get to really play. I, I can't invest. Me personally, being you mm-hmm. know, I'm married. I'm already. I'm pretty busy as it is. It's hard for me to invest the time to really get into it. And when I do, like a game like Resident Evil, I know going in, there's going to be no way I'm going to be able to invest enough time to really appreciate the entire game in VR. I think going for what I played up until the queasiness was pretty cool. You know, I have my issues aside with um, the visuals and all that, which in in, in honestly, I think as time goes on, that's going to get cleared up as resolutions improve you've got 4k and remember those screens are 1080 you know we're talking about two 1080p displays uh-huh. once that moves up to 4k which is gonna fucking happen eventually we're not gonna have that issue you know what i mean yeah. it's gonna get to that point where it's gonna look awesome mm. um but I, you know and, and i know that but i just feel like um it's just hard for me to really invest the time to really get into the whole to the vr thing uh in a group setting though loved it i absolutely loved that that was the most fun i think um that i had with was with the until dawn like really had a lot of fun like you said yeah like like the same amount of fun like you would like with a party game and stuff kind of yeah it's kind of like same similar feel kind (laughs) of but i just i mean i i couldn't best i i know how my how it is with my like my day to day schedule and everything like that. There's mm-hmm. just I couldn't invest that much time into it, you know. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard for me to do that. No, yeah, I really I I dug it. Um, playing through it, I don't know. What I really enjoyed was being able to look at it be in the house, that little mansion, but actually being able to look at certain things. I get a, a more up close look at like I tripped out being able to look at picture frames on the wall, because you know you're. You're kind of given just a, a up, down, left, right, kind of like a certain distance that you can actually get up to something that's up against the wall or anything. But being able to actually like get closer in VR, I thought that was really cool. Well, does it really add anything? Not really, but I think it kind of immerses you in it more. Like certain things where you I see was more details. Yeah, so. like where you Bethel was there. You were watching me. There are moments where you there are moments where you kind of have to hide. I liked that. I felt like I was behind. Um, I actually felt like I had more control of being behind the um, like a cabinet and then kind of peeking my yeah, head. Yeah, you could peek up. Like it felt more control instead of like you're moving a stick and you got kind of too far and then you kind of pull it back, you know. Also, one, one thing I want to uh-huh. just point out that beginning, that beginning, uh, that first hour of the game where you get up to that first big confrontation with, uh, you know, I don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to ruin it, but you know, the mm-hmm. first one that was fucking horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> with the on. Yeah, I mean, it really was. I was Jesus. Yeah. I was, Oh, like I mean, it really was, you know. Mm-hmm. And then playing through up to that point again without it, I agree. There is a level of, of, of immersiveness that you know you can never with that <sighs> headset on mm. and having to having that right up in your face and going through that. It's it was fucking horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Then when I got to play it a second time, it was just like mm-hmm. it was almost like in a way it was like <sighs> it's what I know. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. ah, I can relax again. Um, there's there's definitely some some areas that you know where you you see the benefit of, of, of that extra yeah. immersiveness of that. Yeah, there's um God, there's some things I don't want to say in it because it, it it I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I did like certain moments where I was able to freely move my head and look at things and do things that you would do in the real world mm-hmm. that not is not hard, um but you can kind of you know you can kind of do it in the game but. It takes a little bit longer, but doing it like doing it in the real world, it's like second nature. Yeah. But what's up? What were you gonna ask? 
What about the? Did you? Do you have any problem with the turning thing? You know, you know right when I got, I was talking to Beto about like that. Um, that the controls a little bit different. Everything on the on the controller is the same except for the right stick. Mm -hmm. Your your head movement is basically the right stick. Where you're looking is is what your VR headset is. So what the right stick ends up becoming is kind of like a dash left or right when you put um, push the right stick. So if um, I got used to it by the time you start the game up until you get to the house, I got used to it. By there, it clicked for me. I completely understood it. I got it. So like you can kind of how I would do it is look one. I'm looking one way even if I'm walking forward, and then click my stick left, and then it would position yeah, me yeah. back to where I'm looking. So after a while, it just becomes second nature mm -hmm. where you're just looking click. Flick, flick. It, it was just know. weird to me, a little weird to me when I was uh -huh. it. I just felt a little, like, I, I don't know, it's a little awkward. Yeah, for me, yeah, it's you, you got super it awkward, but right when I got to the house, you got used to I it. got it. Got I it. completely got cool. it. By the end, well, where I ended up stopping, by that time, I figured everything out. Um, what I really, after a while, like, playing through it, <clears throat> you have the moments that you know things are happening, right? And it still caught me, things caught me off guard. I got frightened, things are close to me. But then after a while, I'm thinking, oh, man, did I know too much? Is this really not going to freak me out? But there was a moment I got to a specific spot I did not know. And it scared the, I don't want to say it, it scared the shit out of me. I don't know, Beto, Beto was watching. I don't know if you can explain. <clears throat> yeah, there's, uh, when I saw you playing it, there's certain, you got a, you got a certain point where you're in the mansion. There, for me, I was attacked at a certain spot, and you weren't. It was weird, so I don't know if it was like because it, it you know, maybe what? it knows that you're in a, in VR, or maybe it's time changing it up so it could like be more um, surprising, I guess, suspenseful. I think you brought up a good point. There are certain things, the way Resident Evil Seven playing this through a second time, there's certain things it will punish you for doing wrong, and there are certain things that it will reward you for not doing wrong. There is a part in the game that um, you kind of have to get away. And then I got away and I noticed, whoa, this specific scene didn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there are moments. Someone's using it as a tutorial. Yeah, 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 yeah. It teaches you if you do it right or wrong. Every time, like not every time, but every once in a while when I would go back into the main part of the mansion, uh -huh. the daddy would fucking, he'd attack me. It was weird. Like I would, he'd just come out and like start yeah. trying to kill me. And those monsters would come out too. Really? Yeah, that didn't happen to you. I think if you keep, I think Resident Evil also does a thing like if you keep going back and forth all the time, it starts going, okay, you're probably getting used to you defeated enemies in this place. You're like, oh, this motherfucker doesn't know. He, he, right. th he thinks he's safe in here. If it's like you go a fifth time, boom, it throws this in there, yeah. you know? Because even stuff after a while, I forgot things and things were catching me off guard. Mm. Um, certain monsters, I'm, you know, it is, we, they're right. When you're in VR and you're aiming, you have perfect shooting them in the head. But times I'd start freaking out, I would miss. Yeah. I would miss by freaking out, or they would kind of juke out of the way. There's some parts. Is there's one part much, that took Would you say to be. Yeah. it's that much better? <clears throat> it is. It, is it a huge improvement compared to regular aiming, or is it just? Would you say it's like it's it's it is a little bit? It's it's is it overstated? Because some people are making it sound like it's a really really big improvement. You know what? It is an improvement. It's a big improvement. Okay. But just like Beto was saying right now. Mm -hmm. He said, I had trouble with one guy, and I did. And during a certain time, dude, I was stacked. I was throwing ammo in my box. I didn't need it. I was good. I was being perfect. And I just had a hard time. And I like, I was stacked up with ammo. Mm -hmm. And then I it was all pretty much almost gone because I was fucking up or yeah. I got freaked out. So it, it does make it perfect. But like 
you can fuck up, mm-hmm. you know. But percentage wise, playing it and like, yeah, you're a better shot in VR than you are in. in, in one thing I hear like control. different stuff about, and I haven't gotten through it all. But one thing I hear a big deal about is like the boss battles. How sometimes, in some cases, some some people said the boss battles were kind of like they didn't kind of mesh with some of the game but other people are saying the boss battles were really enjoyable what were your take on most of the boss battles They're enjoyable yeah okay, i liked cool. them a lot yeah cool um it, yeah it's just and crazy it, 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 it kind of tells you too like like some people were saying like yeah basically like you kind of realize quickly oh okay this is the i can't run away this is a battle i have to get through uh-huh. yeah was it easy to tell yeah sometimes cool. it's easy um it was crazy killing certain enemies, and then their bodies would fall in front of you, mm-hmm. and I'd always lean back. I'd always go back, <laughs> like it was, yeah, like it was gonna hit me. It was, Don't it was crazy. Me. Yeah, it was crazy. Just like that feeling. It's like I know I'm not there, but I, I am. And then they're, they're all close up to me, or just a lot of things. I really enjoyed. Um, it does do a thing where things start blacking out, and it's during moments where you're getting pulled or pushed or slammed up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And I think they do that so people don't get motion sickness because you're getting a motion of getting lifted yeah, or it moves getting you to pulled a different down. scene, right? So yeah, it kind of just yeah. goes black mm-hmm. until you're steady, and then it comes back. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, I remember that. seeing that in people's streams playing in VR, mm-hmm. and that was weird. Um, you do notice it when you're in the VR, but then you kind of forget. You know, it's like if you kind of got grabbed and you closed your eyes a little bit, it felt like you were doing that. Yeah. But if you're watching on just regular TV, you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. It goes black and then it comes yeah. back. It makes sense. I know. I, oh. I felt that too. And I was like, I actually but I it, get it. You still catch it. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Um, but all in all, I'm actually super down to beat this in VR. I like. I had a lot of fun. Um, that was my experience with uh, Resident Evil 7 in VR. And I'm going to continue. I'm going to beat it. So I'm stoked. Um, people like the stream. So I was happy about that. And uh, people like Bethel on the stream. So I'm going to have him back. So. You gotta figure out how to play other shit. What's up? You gotta be figure out how to play other shit so we can play like some old shit, like fucking yeah. golden eggs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna play those. So yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Welcome back, and it's time for newsies. News. Retailers want to sell you games weeks early. Retailers want consumers to be able to buy physical copies of games up to three weeks early, according to a report. According to an unconfirmed source on Game Industry Biz, retailers are talking with publishers about letting customers take home physical copies of games before the release date and having it remained locked until launch day. The report mentions the Electronic Retail Association struggled to find much interest from the publishing community. Many positives are cited in the report with hypothetical benefits to both consumers and retailers. For one, it says the ability to immediately take home a physical disc could even boost impulse sales. 
allowing retailers to sell physical copies of games before the official launch is similar to digital pre-orders, which unlock at midnight on a game's release date. In fact, the report cites digital pre-orders as the impetus for the retailer request. The potential downsides point out in the report include logistics, bandwidth, uneven benefits to retailers, and the potential of for piracy. Pre-orders currently require retailers to make a longer event or a game's impending release in order to avoid the situation of consumers canceling pre-orders. Pre-orders are good for game makers and more often than not include bonus content in order to tempt customers. What do you guys think? Uh, can I say it? wait before? Um, is the impulse buy thing that they're going after? I feel because I I feel a lot of people just buy like oh shit I can get it right away. I'm I'm kind of like that too because I was like if I see something like oh I can get it right away and just fucking load it up to my to my console and then just play it whenever the day of the release. But it's that other than that I don't think it's, it's there's 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 no other point for that shit. Like I I, I yeah, feel like they're, they're trying to keep get people on the impulse buy shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would agree with that. I mean, it really, I mean, in a way, it's kind of cool for in, in that one specific way where, you know, you, you can now match someone that's getting the game digitally. That mm-hmm. basically you can maybe open the game up and, you know, download it. And now it's, you just have to wait for the time to play. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of cool, but I mean, I mean, really, that's it. That's the yeah. only true benefit to yeah. any of that. Well, they're saying like weeks, you know, play the game weeks, weeks early. It makes no sense. I don't think to me would it be cool with that. How? Yeah. How, how are like, you? Well, well, I was thinking like, why not? Okay, it's out on a Tuesday, and these the retailers want to compete with the digital stuff that goes up at nine. Okay, the it goes. You can buy it at retail on Monday if you want to be that early and get it so you can post well, it. And when it hits nine, it lets you know like we're, it, it we're goes. We're kind of getting that with like uh, Call of Duty and with uh, Battlefield. Yeah, they do like get two the days early. Day. Yeah. yeah, it's actually like yeah. five days early. Yeah, yeah, but it's already so it's already kind of happening in a way. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. It's just kind of the weeks thing just makes no sense to yeah. me because I don't think a lot of people will be cool with wait i so i buy it now but i can't play it till like four weeks later also what version know? and even if you could play it early what version are you playing because i mean we're we're talking about you know nowadays most triple a games the patch have a day one day patch, patch yeah. first day it comes out so i mean you're going to be so basically you're like here you can have access to the game unfinished because you know nowadays most triple a games are basically don't get finished until the actual patch drops you hear a game go gold it's like yeah it went gold but it's got a nine gig patch attached <laughs> to it you're like yeah that game really wasn't done yet so i don't know it's weird yeah, yeah. i mean I, I, I bet those right the whole impulse impulse buyers were i think that's what they were going after but yeah i, I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> i really don't know yeah. i would it's nothing it's nothing that interests me to be honest yeah well i mean the i don't know should just give you a code to just download the game onto your your console up until the the release date, because just just having to having to wait for that patch it kind of sucks. Uh, like we we did that with um what was it Metal Gear when it came out, uh-huh. Destiny I think you did that too. Yeah. So I, I I would just want to just the day it releases put it in and then it plays without having to wait for a a day one patch. That's all. That's all I want. Well, it'd be cool. Like well that's that's the risk they keep they have because. It'd be cool if, like, okay, day one patches instead of having to, like you said, wait that day. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just do it? goes up on Sunday, you know, like the yeah. day one patch or whatever for people who want it um, or are going to get it. But, I mean, it comes down to, like, people, 
all right, if you get it that early, then someone hacks the data and finds yeah, out, insane. okay, this is what the soundtrack is, mm-hmm. and this is that. So there's reason Or even unlocking it, it to where you fucking play it. Yeah, it's just... All this, all this stuff, I can understand where companies don't want to do it. And honestly, I'm. This is more for retail. They, they, they don't, they don't like the competition between digital and how people get it early. Yeah, of at course nine. not. Oh yeah. You know, um, I don't think gaming companies are gonna go for it, especially when games go gold like the month before. You know, get printed like. You don't want that out there. You don't want anyone checking out the data. So I just think this is just something they're crying about. But what benefit does it give to the game companies, really? Yeah. It's just going to push. If if they, if they retail keeps pushing them and pushing them, saying, well, we're not going to display your games, then they're afraid that digital is gaining momentum. So then just go all digital. Anyway, think, if you're like you were to go to a Walmart and be like, "Oh, it's nine o'clock. Can I pick up? Can I pick up the new Call of Duty?" And they're like, "Oh, you have to wait till tomorrow." It's like, "No, and you can sell them now." Yeah. I, I, uh, I, we'll go check. I don't know where the box is. Let me talk is. to my manager. Let me talk to my manager. <laughs> go check the box. Unless it becomes a thing where everyone sells it at nine. Yeah. You know, you know, everybody can sell it at nine. People still. I. I. It's one thing that it's hard to get away from is people's people love the idea of owning something. And having a physical yeah thing oh, sure. you know to Definitely. it yeah. you know and i and it's and i think jesse I mean, with gravity to rush to <laughs> right like it's, it's just people yeah. having that you know it works for me to this day i i'll buy the occasional digital game but you know usually it's it's a flash sale you know and it's yeah. like oh that's really cheap i'm yeah, gonna yeah. buy that you know that is it but even with those you know like I, a lot of times i'm just like like i'll buy something really cheap uh, on a flash sale and then like a month or two later i'll see it cheaper in, you know a physical copy and I'm like, oh, but yeah i mean copy. everybody's like that too i'm yeah. like that too like if there's a, like a blu-ray or some that i want to get yeah like oh that's a nice it's got a nice uh uh steelbook case or it's got a nice box art i like it i want to buy it that's i mean just buying the it's, it's, you're still in that that old mentality of uh having that physical copy of it like even though it's Kind of going obsolete now a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. You still want that? You have that old that old feeling like nostalgic, I guess. Mm-hmm. You oh. lost <laughs> love and feeling. Whoa, that love and feeling. Go ahead, just. Call of Duty 2017 will take franchise back to its roots. Mm. Yeah, more boring. Slavery? Activision Whoa. says this year's Call of Duty will take Call of Duty back to its roots. In a call report, fourth quarter 2016 earnings, Activision elaborated that traditional combat will once again take center stage in this year's title, which was currently in development from Sledgehammer Games. Activision also commented on the lower than expected sales of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare last year, noting that the space setting didn't resonate with players and that Infinite Warfare wasn't the success we planned. Still, Activision Publishing CEO Eric Hirschberg noted on a call following the earnings report that we've never been more excited creatively or commercially about our three-year Call of Duty slate. So, pretty much it just says it's going back to World War II. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, that's all. That's oh, all hey, Battlefield One did great. Let's let's kind of go back to yeah. to that old style. World War Two or World War well, I mean, they're gonna. Or, I, I don't feel like another modern War II. warfare. I think they'll go to because what if Battlefield comes out this year with two, and then Call of Duty goes to one, and it's like, oh, but I want to play World War Two. I played World War One <laughs> last year. Here's a thought though. 
What if the fact that it's not selling as well has nothing to do with the setting and more to do the to do with the fact that there's a Call of Duty game every, every fucking, year. fucking year? Now here, here here's my take. I fucking enjoyed the hell out of this last Call of Duty. I really did. I, it was fun to me. I, I enjoyed the space setting. It was different. It wasn't the same. You know, they can say that, oh, no, it's not the same and this or that and, uh, and everything like that. But, like, the last few Call of Duties, you know, they really do feel the same. I felt like there was a necessity for some kind of a change. Yeah. And this Infinite Warfare was, here's another thing. No matter what they do, it's the same fucking experience. Yeah. It, 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 the, 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 the combat never changes. Mm -hmm. Nothing really changes in any of it. Um, Battlefield, one of the reasons Battlefield 1 did so great, new setting, it still felt kind of different. It wasn't the same. Old, old weapons, old everything kind of gave the game a rebirth, you know, like kind of like a fresh start. Mm -hmm. And it, and that really worked. When you're talking about Call of Duty, you, you can, you can go future, you can go fucking any age, but when it boils down, you're going to get the same fucking same, experience. Yeah. And it's not, it, at some point it changes. I you need like a gimmicky shit. I feel like it's it's felt the same since like Black Ops Two, or I maybe am, even one. I enjoyed this Call of Duty more or anything than than for some of the arcadey aspects of it. Uh -huh. Like, but the, you liked it the because flying. of the, the single player the, stuff, though, right? I, Not because and of was the, I say, the, the because of the single player. The, the there's there's like dog fighting that it feels almost arcade like, and I was like, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't deep, but it was like, oh, this is this is fun. Mm. And and I'll be honest with you, like the zombie shit that was in this game, even though the zombies is so played out now, it was actually a lot of fun. And like the, the environment, they did. I thought they did some really cool things with this game. But they're just like, yeah, it didn't resonate. No, 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 no. I think the bigger issue is that you guys release a fucking game every year. Mm -hmm. You expect people to, you know... Get tired of it. Yeah, people are going to get... They, there's no other choice. And I don't think that's going to help. I really don't think it's going to help at all. It's like the blockbuster, like, superhero movies now. Like, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting, like, tired of them, too. Fucking... What about Saw? Every yeah, year there's so a yeah, there's always, Saw. Yeah, and it just paranormal activity. There's always something yep. that... that that uh they learn their lesson they're like yeah, repetitive yeah. yeah and you can't do it every year it gets boring it gets old yeah battlefield had the that had the ability that the core team that does the battlefield games was like all right you know what they had a they had a good amount of time you know, yeah there was a that battlefield mm -hmm. that that would not bad company the um uh, hardline or this or that they they did that but it wasn't i don't think that was dice i don't i, don't know, I think it was was it them the battlefield hardline yeah i think it was, was this it still felt more like a spin-off. It wasn't like a, a proper battlefield. And then they got to this one. It was really, really good. Um, yeah, Call of Duty's got three fucking teams working on these games. And let me tell you, they got three teams. And it's like, oh, yeah, each team's on one of these. But those teams are also working on helping each other with a game. So it's not like they have a fucking full run. They're like, oh, that's like, a good idea. They they're use like, like Sledgehammer's helping them with this. And, <laughs> and, and, and Treyarch's helping this Infinity War with You know, you keep hearing that. And it's like... It, at some point it just all blends in and it, it, it'll never stop feeling the same you know mm -hmm. uh, I'm enjoying I enjoyed this last one I enjoy the campaign you know Call of Duty multiplayer is what it is you either like it or you don't at this point it's never gonna change but I enjoyed the single player and I enjoyed the shit with the zombies I, I appreciated a, the attempt for something different but if you're telling me yeah we're going back to World War 2 or even just another modern warfare I'm just like ugh I'm done <laughs> I don't, I don't want to play that again it's like they inspire each other to make the same shit yeah you would think <laughs> it's so weird yeah and I don't think it's going to get any better Netflix announces Castlevania Animated Series. The first season of its Castlevania Animated Series will be coming to Netflix this year, the streaming service announced. 
As part of its slate of new premiere date reveals, Netflix also revealed Castlevania Season 1 Part 1 will be arriving this year. Though no specific date was revealed, Netflix website lists the series as a four-part season, with each episode running for approximately 30 minutes. According to Netflix's official description of the series, Castlevania will focus on the game franchise Belmont Clan, as it follows the last surviving member of the disgraced Belmont clan trying to save Eastern Europe from extinction at the hand of Vlad Dracula, Tip himself. Now I heard them say that they're going for like a Game of Thrones <laughs> thing with this. Like I know it's animated, but they're like, it's going to be R-rated as fuck. Yeah. They said, uh, this is very much Castlevania done in the vein of Game of Thrones. Shankar said, the project noting that Warren Ellis, that Warren Ellis who wrote the series and is on board as really? a producer. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Oh shit. Added to much in-depth to the material, Dracula's curse followed Trevor Belmont as he fought to stop Dracula from the ravaging Europe in the 1400s. Those fighting with him include Alucard, Dracula's son. The series is going to be R-rated as fuck, yeah. Shukir said, of the series' level of violence as many entries in the Konami game series were rated M for mature due to blood and violence. I would check it out. Oh, I was give it a shot. until I heard Bornell's name. Right? Yeah, huh? no. Until you heard what? Warren Ellis. Oh. That is really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I would That's check it true. out. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna check it out. It's gonna be cool and, and you know, if it takes off then oh video well, I mean animated versions Netflix. of video games. You, know, you just you get know? on there, you watch an episode or two and you'll know real quick whether you yeah. something yeah. you're gonna watch or not. E three twenty seventeen will officially be open to the public and tickets for the event will go on sale next week. The announcement comes by the way of E three official Twitter account and was accompanied by an announcement video. The consumer passes go on sale at E3's website on February 13th at 12 p.m. 15,000 tickets will be available for the price of $250 each, while the first 1,000 tickets will be available for $149.99. Owners of the passes will get access to the E3 show floor and other events including gamer events and discussions with leading video game figures at LA Live. Through a partnership between the Entertainment Software Association and Jeff Keighley, more specific on the events and discussions will be announced at a later date. So I just think that kind of sucks for people who are trying to do their job, like uh, game journalists, public, you know, uh, people like publishers trying to sell their game, do all that. You're adding all these people in there. I mean, I've never been to E3, um, but I, you know, I've always heard that like you're still getting people in there that aren't part of mm -hmm. the industry and they're just there, and it's hard for some people. Um, I get it, man. It kind of sucks for people who are trying to do their job and you're just going to get a shit ton of people there just in your way. They just want in your way or just trying to play a game, which I think they're going to accommodate that. My guess is if you're like someone for IGN or Destructoid or Kotaku, they're going to have, okay, no, actually meet us at this hotel. We're going to have a private session with you guys. Yeah. It, it looks like they might be turning this into the San Diego Comic Con and then that show floor just becomes for everybody and then private shit happens off to the side, which could be difficult for most people um me kind of sucks honestly i feel for the people who are trying to do their job for this and like other people who are like yeah i want to play games early i've never been a big fan of that type of stuff i think a lot of those people are going to be disappointed though yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're expecting something that is not going to be um you know what you you you'd be surprised on how Really? How shitty? Yeah, no. Okay. You'll be surprised at how shitty of an experience something could be, but because I'm at E3, it's fucking cool. Like honestly, <laughs> True, I yeah. think I see that <laughs> we we already know what to yeah. expect for those type of things, and we'd be like, "This fucking sucks." Mm -hmm. 
everyone else. Oh, dude, I was at E3. I got to play new Call of Duties. I got to play NBA 2K something. Like, do I play the new games? Three hours. A three hour this. wait, and you got to play how 15 long, minutes. How in. long did you wait? Oh, four hours for Call of Duty. <laughs> you know, I bought a hot dog, which was $10. Oh. You know, like, it, it's, you would be surprised yeah. on how much people are just, it's cool because of it. I, you, you know, I've gone to San Diego Comic Con for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And by my fifth year, up until now, I was just like, this all sucks. Now. Yeah, that's, for me, why do you keep I got going that's how it was the last two years. Because the, the last couple of two, three years have been free for me. Oh, okay. And then yeah, all I really sense. do is walk. Is there anything I want to buy? No, meet the creators or artists or writers that I want to meet. And then go to the Nintendo Lounge and then chill in San Diego for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's cool. You know, that's all I do it for. But like how I used to do it before, mm-hmm. all that excitement and joy over the years has diminished. And I could see yeah. how all that's going to diminish for E3. But oh, yeah. people are going to be excited because, oh, dude, it's E3. I heard that and I was just like, I don't want to go to that. I was yeah. like, I ha- as it is, I have social anxiety. When I'm <laughs> in large groups of people, I get very uncomfortable. And I was like, I heard, I heard 15,000 more. Oh, I was just like, <laughs> honestly, yeah, I would like, go. I, honestly, like, even if we went, like, let's say we went this year or if we went the year before or whatever, I wouldn't play any games. I'd walk around the show floor and then... That's yeah. it. Yeah. And most of the shows I'm going to watch on TV and comfort of my own home anyway, so I don't yeah, really yeah. give a shit, you know? Yeah. Like, honestly, I would go if, like, oh, can I be at the Sony press conference? Can I be at the Microsoft one? Can I be at this one? Like, But then you go, like, I could just be at home in my PJs you know watching it. Like, here's your, I'll tell you how <laughs> what my, so, my social anxiety is like. You know what the scariest part of Halloween Horror Nights is for me? <laughs> Is, the people is is being in the herd of people like getting there early and getting herded into an area and you can't move forward because it hasn't officially opened yet and then they finally let you go and you go and all these people are just crowding up into you more and more and more that is what horrifies me it's not the actual <laughs> maze that's, itself that's... it's being corralled and just waiting and then have people pushing up against you i get so fucking agitated that's how comic-con that. is i get so agitated yeah. at that that once you actually once it, it it's done and you actually get in, I have it's like such a re, like a relief to like where the maze oh, yeah. like the maze is like oh this, this is fine yeah that's, <laughs> you know, that's how I, I'm like that too like uh, in Comic Con like it started getting crazy like you're just shoulder to shoulder with everybody and then as soon as you get like, like a little a little opening to get like to move to like a corner and just like let the fucking people just flow by and just like fuck it just feels good yeah, yeah. um it's yeah I don't they should just make E3 like a two like. What E three is like month? No, like Tuesday through Friday usually, right? I think well, so. Like over Tuesday. Through, well, there's and, the day zero, right? And that's the Tuesday, that's, right? That's, no, I think day zero's isn't Monday? day zero Sunday? Maybe it because is. Yeah, remember this right is okay. I think it's like Monday through like Friday or whatever or Thursday, right? Have that be for the press, and then that weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, E three open to the public. They, I think they should do it like that. Everyone else gets their job done, gets out of there, and then all these people can come in and. Do all this stuff, because if it becomes a big thing and it becomes all that, then then booths dedicated to games will change to this is a booth dedicated to our game, and here's our store right here, so you can buy stuff. Yeah. So, not saying it wasn't there already, but plus, like most of the time now, always these fucking these shows go on, man. Like I like being at home because a lot of the times you do these yeah. shows and they're like, and now this is available for you to play now, and then you're just I'm like I can't be home and I can't go and download it again. <laughs> You well, get your you can, PlayStation yeah, app and play uh, download it. it. I have to come all the way back here to play it. But by the time it downloads, you can go home, Joe, yeah, and then play no, it. No, Jesse, no, okay. 
No. Shut you up. just gotta look at the world. Shut, shut your face. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Welcome back. And um, with the release of the Switch in the next couple of weeks, I ended up realizing that this will be the first console launch release during our show. I mean, we started um, about a year and a couple of months ago, um, and we, PS4 was already out, Xbox One was already out, Wii U was already out, so we didn't really get any new consoles coming out for us to really really talk about on the show like an actual console launch experience mm-hmm. so that made me think you know back at a it's, for it's, this what? Is, we took a like a three hour break and we got pretty drunk <laughs> Joe and I so if, we, if it's it's really like incoherent I mean it wasn't that I mean it wasn't that bad <laughs> I mean we got like it was like three hours and 15 minutes and we were drinking really strong beers and I'm also celebrating so yeah. you know I'm celebrating for Joe. Thank you. Jesse didn't want to celebrate because he's he's he's, he's a responsible. Nazi. <laughs> no, he's responsible. He's oh yeah, well yeah, because he's driving. <laughs> he's a responsible I Nazi. Mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so because of the um, switch launch happening in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, made me think of a topic. But I'm uh, hold on before what? you finish. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, we're gonna we're gonna be professionals, and we're gonna finish the rest of this podcast. <laughs> like pros. <laughs> so in different area codes. <laughs> so um yeah, with the launch coming soon for Switch, I thought of this week's topic to be about console launches that we experience, good ones, bad ones, like what happened and any good stuff that happened to us whatever age or whenever. So uh Joe, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> with your hand raised, so I'm gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna. I have two. Can I? Can I name more than one launch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. okay. This is this is everything. You can you can name every launch okay. that you remember. Any story? Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, right off the top of the head, I'm gonna go with the Dreamcast. A top of the head. That yeah, I'm I'm really drunk right now. You got um, you got the launch. You got it. Oh on yeah, launch? I went. Oh, you yeah. got a friend. No, I didn't pre-order either. Uh-huh. I this was before. Pre- I went. Day one to you get just, my Dreamcast. I just, I best buy. I just still remember that day. I bought uh, a Dreamcast and I got uh, Hydro Thunder. And I was like, those are the two. well, Hydro Thunder and Ready to Rumble Boxing. Those are the two games that I I was like really stoked about. Mm-hmm. And actually, they were arcade games. And you know, I was fucking. Uh, I love those games. Those games. Um, that was like because the marketing and we know the marketing was so well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With for the Dreamcast, like the when nine, it first came out, nine ninety nine. Oh, it was huge. That was the, the 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 first launch where I was like, I gotta get this on day one, and I went on through day one and I got it, and I admit, to this day I was so happy. Like I came home and yeah. played those games, like this is fucking future. <laughs> <laughs> like one second, I think that nine nine ninety nine was for the MTV Movie Awards. I, 
It's the same I think it was because Eric Chris Rock was uh, the host that year, but yeah, I think uh, so. It that might have been that, that wasn't for Dreamcast. I don't know. Take it. It's okay, fine. whatever. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. Because <laughs> I played like right after that. Not <laughs> after that, I remember getting NFL 2K, and I was just yeah. like, "This is the fucking future." What, what was your launch? What were the launch games you got? I remember I got Hydro Thunder, which mm-hmm. was an arcade game, and I was like, I was so stoked. It was cool, and I liked it a lot. And I got Ready to Rumble Boxing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think after that I was it was NFL 2K for me NFL 2K was the shit yeah. I was so happy like I was like shocked to see how good like that was a beautiful football game. Yeah. yeah it was amazing what grade were you in uh 99 I was I had just, senior you know senior year I think I had just I was I had just graduated, I just graduated I was, yeah. yeah I was after uh-huh. that cuz it was in sub- 99 so I was yeah I had September yeah. yeah so you just so I was like you were just starting yeah it was so fucking I remember being so stoked with that yeah. I I loved you know, the, the Dreamcast will always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. Always. Um, oh, go, I have a few questions. Go for it. Um, was it like a shit ton of people going to go get the Dreamcast? Was you know, it, easy it didn't for you? seem like it uh-huh. at the time. But I mean, I went day of. So like it was still in the morning. I don't think I worked that day. Uh-huh. So I remember going there like right after Best Buy. I didn't wait in line, mm-hmm. but I went there. You know, fair, fairly after it opened, and yeah. I was like able. I was still able to get one. This was, I think, this was before like on like. I mean, internet was stuff. It was getting there. It was popular, but it wasn't that big yet. For the that I, I that I think I'm not 100 percent sure. I think Sega had a good stock mm-hmm. on launch. Yeah. So I think Sega. Yeah. I think one of the, the rarest companies actually had stock available <laughs> if you wanted it. The next, like, I'll go with the next console that like I, I'm always reminded of was PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. And that one, I remember at that point, it, it wasn't that much long later where people like on the internet, it was like, hey, it's a big deal. There's not going to be a lot. And I worked for Toys R Us. Uh-huh. And even they were like, we're not going to have a lot. We don't know. like, Because I remember I was like, oh, I'll just go in here, here. And they were like, oh, I don't think we're going to have enough to cover even. We got to cover the customers. And then whoever's left, I don't think we're going to have any. So I remember that going like, okay, this is going to be, there's going to be kind of a sor- shortage. So I remember I was like, all right, one morning I was like, I'm just going to go to toy- to Target early instead of my, you know, where I was at. And I went there like at, <clears throat> I went to Target like at four in the morning. It was raining. I got sick that day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like bad. It was cold. I, and, and the only reason I remember that, that um, launch is because, because of what happened afterwards. Like I got, like I went there, it was cold. I had a jacket on, but it was so fucking cold and it was raining. And I just sat out there, and I ended up like I got I got a number, and I was like, okay, cool, you got your PlayStation, you you're you're you got your spot in line. I went home, like you know, got ready for work, came back, picked up my console, went to work. By that night, or by the end of my shift, I was fucking dead sick, yeah. and I didn't even play the console for like three days later because oh. I was super sick, <laughs> like it was bad, like I was yeah. like so like it was, I had the the chills. But I remember that console launch as well because it was just like, you know, it was the place. And that was like the first time where I really noticed like like beforehand it was like, oh, shit, there's a, there, there's a shortage. Like, yeah, there's yeah. going to be a lot. Uh-huh. Like when I got there, I was like, you know, with the, with the, um, the Dreamcast, it wasn't, you didn't have to pick a number. You just showed up and you got your console. Yeah, with yeah. This one, it was like, well, you got to be there on time. And I remember it was like, oh, it was really cool. And like, yeah, then the PS2's launch, you know. The launch games weren't that great, but I mean, I was like, yeah, I was still happy that I got one. You don't like the bouncer? 
That wasn't a launch game. Ready to oh, rumble. wasn't it? I thought it was. No. <laughs> ready to uh, SSX, Fan Division. Ready to Rumble Round 2 was one of them. Was? No. I think so. It was one. I don't think I, it was. I thought it was because I remember getting that. I don't think Round 2 was a launch one. I think the, ba- the bouncer was though. early on, though, right? Yeah, it was early on. I'm going to challenge um, you on that later. and I'm gonna look Check it, it out. Look it up oh, right oh, now. Uh, we'll do it later. Because okay. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm not here. I could be wrong. So that would be the second big launch that I was a part of. Um, and then after that, to be honest with you, I mean, like I, I did the launches for a lot of other consoles, but it wasn't a big deal. I would say the 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 only one after that that was kind of a big deal to me, 360. But actually, it wasn't even launched. Like I got it later on, but I was still really excited to get a 360. Uh-huh. And I got like Gears of War was my first game with it, so it was like holy shit, you know, like experiencing Gears of War on the 360 was like a huge deal to me so like i mean nothing i mean to be honest nothing's really compared to i would say those three consoles like the dreamcast the ps2 and then like Uh when i got my 360 and i got my 360 like a, a solid almost a year after it actually released but it still felt like a big deal because like i picked it up with gears of war and watching like playing through gears of war and seeing how how like fucking nice it looked and like how it played yeah. was a big deal to me. So I mean, I would say that really, if you think about it, console-wise, it was the Dreamcast and the PS2 that were the biggest deals to me. Um, it's funny because Gears of War was the first game that I remember where they made a huge deal about it. And what I mean by that is like, hey, we're gonna have an event at GameStop. I think that's why on I a Sunday. Up after close to stream a video of behind the scenes <laughs> stuff and people came yeah like it was a whole you were working whole thing. yeah yeah, yeah I, I remember it, it wasn't long after the game released that i actually went and you know to toys r us and picked up the console and that game because i mean it was such a big deal like mm-hmm. and, and that trailer i mean come on to this day, everyone knows that trailer you know for the original gears mm-hmm. uh it was like I, I gotta get this and then like you know when you when i take it home it was still like a big deal it's like fuck this is amazing yeah um so those even though like the my my xbox 360 experience was like after the launch like the original launch yeah i always remember that it was like a big deal to me um launch wise I really can't think of anything else launch-wise that I've... Per- I mean, I've gotten all the other consoles like, yeah. from this point on, but none of them really like were that amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I know this last this last one, was, this last generation was just like, hey, it's cool, we got the consoles out like, there, I got it, games, or whatever. Well, now you got like so many different ways of getting it, like online, you know, different types of retailers. I got an NES pretty fucking early like to this day i still remember getting my nes uh-huh. and i didn't know what a launch was mm-hmm. as a kid there but it was a big fucking deal. launch for no one really knows the actual date because it, it happened in new york and then i got mine in a World christmas and it was pretty it, I, I just know that i got mine on a christmas like, and I, it got, was like, I was in new york i got it no no, no I, we, I mean it we wasn't it wasn't during that but my parents forgot me and these two you, guys were. <laughs> as a kid, you don't really care, but like, I got my NES like 80, 86, I want to say 86, 87. Uh-huh. I want to say it was 86. It was really early because, I mean, I remember at that point when I got my NES, I still remember going to like places where there was games 
and even like uh, Toys R Us, and there was only like like nine games to pick from. Uh-huh. So I know it was really early, and um, I remember even then it being a big deal to me. Like my brother would play more. Like we had like Super Mario Brothers, and like uh, I remember I remember going to. <laughs> it was Sam Goody. I think it was Sam Goody <laughs> getting uh, the Legend of Zelda, yeah. and it was and Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and those were all really early games. You know, they they weren't that Montgomery Ward. Yeah, where I mean, just go and check out. It was weird. So like, oh, sorry. that's then yeah. just saying that was like a huge deal to me, and I know mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly launch, but as a child, that memory st- I still remember that. You know what I mean? Like to this, that's why I'm I I, I honestly feel like that's why I'm so, such a. Even when when Nintendo does things that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. I want them. Like we've had that issue. Like, well, yeah, like yeah. The, the Wii U. I wasn't the biggest fan, and we've had like we've had our little arguments about it. But mm-hmm. like, I want Nintendo to do well because I remember as a child being so fucking enthralled mm-hmm. with what Nintendo had. Yeah, I want them to do well. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I'm so excited for the Switch because mm-hmm. I feel like this is one of those times where they can write the ship. Thrive, yeah, and um. You know, I'm like the other day. I, I I caught myself spending my entire lunch break the other day watching someone speed run Mike Tyson's Punch Out, <laughs> and I fucking loved every minute. Yeah, of it. I was yeah, watching yeah. it, so and, but I was even mad because it's like, man, this guy's speed running, but he's not letting fucking Don Flamenco do what he does. Like I wanted to see him do his tells, yeah. and yeah. I was like, that, that's 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 the kind of person I am. But like, what I love that shit, you know. And I even saw someone speed run. The, the new punch out like the one that was on Wii and oh, I was yeah. just I was even mad because like man, he didn't let him do his thing you know because like, <laughs> you know, I love that game yeah. uh-huh. you know and I'm like I'm hoping that the Switch allows me to still play like games like that like yeah, I want to yeah. play like I want a new punch out yeah. I'll oh, always yeah. want a punch out forever like if yeah. you give me yeah. the you, you say fight night I love fight night round 3 we love it you mm-hmm. just bought yeah, it yeah. I love playing that but if you tell me Fight Night Round Three, or, or you say Nintendo's making a new Punch Out, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking you buy jump, that yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck about oh, Fight yeah. Night anymore. I want Punch Out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the truth, you know. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I it's just crazy when you look at the old, you know. For me, even though I wasn't there at launch, I will always, as a, a you know, the child in me, will always go back to that that day in '86 when I got my Christmas present. And it was the Nintendo. Yeah. I will nothing will ever be that so like for me it's just like you know I always wanted to try to meet that and the the, the releases I told you are the, the, that's as close as it'll ever get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I would say like the NES uh, the Dreamcast the um, PlayStation 2 and 360 would be like my most memorable launch consoles mm-hmm. what about you just or yeah, better, better. Better. Uh, me, I I only have one um, launch launch console that I actually bought, and it was the Wii. I um I kind of I was disappointed with the Wii because I I would really didn't understand like the when you buy Nintendo product after I guess what would be like the Nintendo sixty four that you that Nintendo games. Nintendo consoles are no more for the Nintendo games, not mm-hmm. the third-party stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't much to play. And I started playing... I played the um, Zelda's uh, Twilight Princess, which I was very disappointed with because it was so slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember going into... Uh, the day it launched, I went in there. I had most of it paid for already. 
and uh, I traded a bunch of stuff in, and then I pay- I, I was broke. I I paid with like a bunch of pennies, a fucking a bunch of change. <laughs> and then were you working there at the time? Well, that's the thing. Like we we were able to go in early because I worked there. Okay, so remember, I remember where there was a crowd outside, okay, yeah, and yeah. we just we went in there and we had our bag ready yeah. and we waited till yeah go. Because I remember your your manager was like. After the fact that it happened, like your fucking friend paid with pen, with fucking change, what the fuck was up with that? He's kind of like like annoyed with that. Yeah, yeah. Just because like, I mean, I, I had no money. Like I, I was, I didn't know how to save money back then, so I just paid with a bunch of change, and like, they were kind of <laughs> upset with that. But that's the only like real me- memory that I have with uh with launch titles. Anything else? I I bought either used or refurbished or just like after a couple months after the it launched. So. That's my <clears throat> my only memory of a launch title, really, and it wasn't great, but it was still, it was still a fun console. But I wish I would have known. I was like, I was more informed about stuff like like Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. You know, your opinion on the or your uh, stories about um, launch titles. Um, or my console. my first. Well, I had a first launch, but I'll get to that in a bit. But one of my launches that I got one was the Wii with you. Yeah. Um, I worked at uh, GameStop when that came out, and I remember reserving it, had it fully paid, and since I worked there, I, we were let in early, and we were able to get ringed up, and all we did was had to wait till midnight to let everyone else in, and we just got out after that. Um, but I remember that day, I didn't feel good. By that night, like so my stomach was feeling weird. I didn't feel good. I think you drove, so you ended up just like, you know, dropping me off at home. I set up the Wii, did all that, mm-hmm. popped in like Legend of Zelda real quick, and I had to go to bed because I, I had a, a second job. I worked at a healthcare facility. Oh, yeah. I remember waking up the next day and I was dead sick. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel good at all. I went into work, did my did my job real quick, and then went back home. And I just remember getting home, and I wanted to leave early. I left early because I was sick, but I wanted to leave early to play Wii. So all I did was lay on my couch playing Wii and trying it all out. I really enjoyed the Wii when it came out. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about it. I loved the motion controls, like trying. I was sick, try, like playing like Wii Sports and mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda. And then over time, it's like, oh, I don't feel that. It's like, you know how you, have you ever played video games where you're kind of just laying there, but you don't feel good, and then after a while you're just sweating because you don't feel good, mm-hmm. and then you have like a headache, and then you're yeah. just fuck, I'm done. But yeah, no, I remember playing the Wii, just being like super excited about it. But it sucked because. The launch day, I was sick. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't feel good. I think even the next day, I didn't feel good, but I was still trying to play it. But that was um, that was one of the the Wii launches that I had, or the Wii games that I played. I think yeah, Zelda was the only game I bought, mm-hmm. and then it came with Wii Sports. I don't think any of the other launch ones I cared about. Mm-hmm. No, Excite Truck. I, I got Excite Truck. That shit was dope. I really enjoyed it. I didn't um, even remember. I never bought that many games. I bought Zelda and then um, maybe. What was it? I remember. Smash? That you got it? Smash, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that was it, and then I just never played anything else. I think I let you borrow. I think I, I wonder if I either let you borrow stuff or mm-hmm. or I would tell you, like, hey, you should get Mario Galaxy. <laughs> I think I do remember. Hey, you should get Mario Galaxy. It's really fun. Uh, that's all I you I think it was a controller. Uh, I just was not into it. Yeah. I love you, but yeah. <laughs> um, But... I do have a launch day story mm-hmm. where I didn't get the console. PS2? Yep. I PS2. I remember I want that, you know, just like Joe said, everyone, you just knew they weren't going to have a ton. 
everyone wanted this. The first time that you had a cheap DVD player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember talking I remember too. talking my dad into like, dude dad, this is just gonna be like <laughs> the do best dad. Do 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 dada. Do like this is awesome. <laughs> like it's gonna have a DVD player. You know, it's gonna it's gonna have like, you know, the newest graphics and I could play all my old PS1 games yeah. on it, Dad, so I don't have to get rid of the games. <laughs> and then, like, I think my dad was excited about the DVD player, but I think me talking it up excited him, too. Mm. And, you know, I remember my dad would play, like, Nintendo back in the day, and he would try sometimes any of the games I had, but yeah. I would never really got that into it after, after Nintendo. But um, my dad, I didn't have to go to school. My dad went with me. My dad took me on launch day to get a PS2. And I remember us driving to Best Buy and we we're on the freeway. And when we got off the freeway to go to Best Buy, I just remember seeing that line wrapped around oh. the store. <laughs> and my <laughs> gut feeling. <laughs> You're like, I'm my not going to get one. Like, I'm not going to get one. What time were you there? I think we got there probably around 6.30 in the morning. Morning? Well, yeah. I got there. I remember mine was like around 4.35 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. And I was... 20 something out of like you went to target right yeah i went to target and i was like 20 something out of like maybe 30 or 40 uh-huh and i was just like oh, fuck. <laughs> so i remember getting off the car and we waited in line and we were probably there for a little bit until they said like no they already gave out the numbers and no one's getting it so you just see this crowd of people starting to go to their car oh next place next place they're trying out the next place yeah I remember my dad's like, where else do you want to check? And we checked Target. For all I know, dude, the Target you were at, you were probably waiting, and I probably walked by you, and there were already like, <laughs> you were probably the guy going, hey, it's, it's already, get the fuck out of here. I wasn't, because I remember once I got my <laughs> ticket that that guaranteed I was good, uh-huh. I fucking left, you went left. home to shower to get ready for work, because I didn't even, yeah. I woke up in the morning and then came back in my fucking Toys R Us gear <laughs> yeah. and picked it up and then went to work. Nice. I feel like this was a rainy day. Was it rainy It was. Day? It was, was it fucking really raining, just, yeah. Oh, I it was warm. That. It was cold. It was rainy. It was just like, I just remember or you like, having a jacket and I was just like, I just remember sitting there like people had fucking tents and shit. They had their tents out there and they were like yeah. playing cards and I would just sit in there with no, well, just one jacket and just like sitting on a because I was lucky to have it just, just like, and I just like, it's going to be worth it in the end. And then like I got sick and didn't play for three days later because I was sick. It was like one of the craziest launches ever. That's how, that's why I remember it so much because I just remember I got sick for like three days. Yeah. Like, so how I, is it? I'm sick. I remember we went to Target. We checked out Sears just to check it out. And I remember, remember this place? We went to Montgomery, Montgomery Ward. <laughs> they didn't know what the fuck was going on. There was a crowd of people out, no joke, crowd of people outside Montgomery Ward. How are they not informed? They didn't know. They didn't get any. I don't think oh, they really? got any. That's why they didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> if anything, if I wanted to guess, they business. got two, maybe. <laughs> but like, they didn't know. I remember going when I was at the Montgomery Ward one. I remember going to it, and then uh, 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 a guy who I guess he was my friend, but he was an asshole. Not really. <laughs> His sister was there, and um, I remember walking. She's just like, "Oh, you're not in school." I'm like, "No, no, bitch." I'm like, "Yeah." She gave me shit about it, and I was the like, "The fuck, you're not in school either, bitch." Yeah, yeah. But I remember, yeah, everyone was waiting in line, and Montgomery. They just, I think they came out. They're like, "We don't have any." At all, like, I don't know what a PS. I don't know is. what that is. <laughs> yeah. We got these PlayStations here. If you want that, we got the, you know, we got this one. It's a PlayStation one. Yeah, we got this one. You want it? Uh, high tech. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I just. Um, you want to play Metal Gear? <laughs> <laughs> I remember 
Yeah, my dad took me everywhere. Kmart checked every place, mm. and nobody had PS2s. No, no PS2s at all. Yeah, KB Toys. Yeah, we went to KB so Toys. We went to, to like, Toys R Us. It was hard to see. Like, but even back then, it was like, how did you even tell? What, yeah, yeah. Like, what you had them? Yeah. That was like my first experience knowing that shit. You have to get here early. Mm-hmm. You have to get here fucking early to get that stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that was the console launch. I didn't get the actual console, and I remember. Uh, We'd look every once in a while, like every week, we'd go and check. Um, mm-hmm. When I finally got a PlayStation 2, I want to say it was February, March that mm-hmm. I finally got one. And Did you get yours at Costco? Yeah, that's okay, uh, we got yeah. it at Costco. We found it. It was at Costco, and I think it came with an extra... Did it come with an extra controller? I have the picture that my dad took of me when we got home. Uh, yeah, like smiling. No, no, you did the exact one. Yeah, no, no, no. You right now, Joe has his thumbs up and mouth open. Joe did the exact look I had. Exact look I had. Yes. And then I had another picture. I still have those. I have another picture of me, like rubbing, like putting my head next to it, and I'm just like caressing it. I just remember. I don't know. I don't know if the games came with it. I don't remember. I chop it down with the edge of my hand. <coughs> I think uh I don't use that. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. no, um I don't remember if it came with games or I, I got them, mm-hmm. but I remember the two games I got was the FIFA game <laughs> and Star Wars Starfighter. Oh yeah. Those were the two games I had and I think it came with a memory card and a controller. So was that's a, how I ended up getting like a bundle. Yeah, no, because I'm no, sure they. Talk, I don't. If it's, oh, Costco, it's Costco, it's, yeah, it's bundled. No, no, it was. It, I think it was bundled, but no game. Okay. I think the okay. two games I bought because like maybe that's what, a pretty what, random. It's what they bundle. had. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Even I was just like, oh, I don't. I don't no, see. That's the thing. Fuck. I don't remember. I think the games were just there, and I grabbed the ones that they Whatever had. Whatever they had. Yeah. But I wanted a FIFA game, and I and wanted a Kirkland uh, brand memory card. <laughs> FIFA, FIFA. Did I have a cheap? No, I had an actual. I think the bundle came oh, with all official, official controller and an official uh, PlayStation Two memory card. I don't fucks with it. Wait a minute. If it ain't Kirkland. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's Costco. So it's Kirkland. It's Kirkland memory card. <laughs> uh, I had the Kirkland memory card, the Kirkland controller, the Kirkland, the Kirkland FIFA. Um. <laughs> um but yeah, I got it home, and I, I remember it was supposed to be my birthday present because my birthday was in April. Mm. But I convinced my dad; I was like, "I have to play it to make sure it works." Yeah, I don't, you, know. I, you know, and then I just ended up. You made <laughs> some, you made some shit up. Like it's day one patch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> before patches. But yeah, no PS two, and I remember getting it. And I remember only playing FIFA a bit, and then once I played with your cousin Sosimo and he beat us yeah. all the time. I never played it again. <laughs> yeah. No good, but those were my console. That was mm-hmm. my one was a console. Yeah, every every console and, I've yeah. had, like like the first DVD player I had was a PlayStation Two. The first Blu-ray player I had was a was a PS Three. Remember getting DVDs, not being used to them, and going, "Where are these black bars? Why doesn't it fill up yeah, my TV?" I don't like this. What is this? <laughs> yeah, what, white what screen? What the fuck is white screen? Fucking, where's the full screen? Do you have full screen <laughs> copies? And people be like, "No, that's just how that's how movies are." Look, like, stupid. I didn't realize how much better it is. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> So yeah, those the widescreen you could see the extra bird on oh, the side. You know what I thought was funny? I would I was uh, subscribed to the official PlayStation magazine, mm. and um, I would get the magazines every month. And I didn't get, you know I didn't get a PS2 at launch, and then there was a special. And I still have the magazine. It was a special magazine that had Crash Bandicoot on the cover, but it was for Crash Bash, their Mario Party game that they made mm. for PS1. Did I ever? 
Yeah, that came out. It was oh, it wasn't by was... it wasn't by Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm, okay. But I remember it was the Crash Bash cover. I still have it. And then on the cover it says PlayStation Two. Do you have yours yet? And then my dad made fun of me. <laughs> he saw it. He looked at it. He's like, Oh, oh! And I'm like, You're a dick. <laughs> yeah. I still remember that. Yeah. Fucking funny. Yeah. Dude, he's gonna buy it. I don't know why he's gonna be. I can only hope to be that kind of a dad or whatever. Yeah. I'm feeling old and getting You're fucked. PS5, you don't have that yet? I got it. I'm like, here. Sucks to be you, bro. So, yeah, those were, um, that was my console. Console launch stories. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Beto, what about you? <laughs> I just had that Wii one. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? I, I got like probably like a year in. Anything like the, the 360, I probably so, got like a year in. That's kind of cool. This is, is going to be, this My will actually be your actual. second console. And it's yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's actually that's really cool. But it's cool because, I mean, like, you know, I, I you know, like, I, I got... PS4, mm. you know, and like, did, you didn't get PS4 like day of? PS4, no, I get yeah. mine's refurbished. Oh wow, you didn't, oh, right? That's crazy, yeah. Holy shit! Crazy, yeah. I probably got like a year. That's after. cool, though. You know that at yeah. least at least you get to be a part of it, like you know, yeah. like that's pretty exciting. You know, everything. Does it excite like, you? Not, I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to get it. Um, I think I, just now lesson learned. No, there's good games, Nintendo games. Yeah. No, yeah, for you sure there is. Like, like, with this one, even with ports or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it is, you know, you you got some good stuff. You know, and yeah. I, you know, for whatever. You know, like the GameCube, like I, I, there's a lot of shit that I want to play. Like I regrettably fucking, is that a word? Regrettably, yeah. regrettably. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I regret like Jesse no. bought me the Resident Evil pack. Like of like had a what? It has zero one two remake one two and four. I think it was four. just a three pack. I think it was yeah. four Resident Evil remake and Resident Evil zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had that and I. Fucking like an asshole traded in and regret regret it. So. I remember. Like, I even told him too, wanted. like, hey, if you're gonna get rid of it, I'll buy it off you. Did you really? Yeah. And then you got like, hey, the Wario game? I told you, like, hey, where is it? You know, like, where did yeah. you have it? Like, I traded it, and then I thought, well, there's nothing I can do. What was yeah, the Wario game for GameCube? Huh? What was what was the Wario game called for GameCube? Wario where where right? micro yeah. mini games? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. The the actual for GameCube. Yeah, GameCube had a side scroller. Wario where? Yeah, I have micro mini games or something like that. I have it. Was it side scroller? No. no. No, there was a there was a game. Wario Land. Game. Wario Land. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a really good game. There but they did really make a WarioWare game. game though. For okay, game. yeah. They, yeah I, remember okay. That. I remember that too, but I mean I just meant that this this it was a really good game. That yeah, was, Wario Land. Some uh-huh. solid. I'm looking forward to the GameCube games. And I mean, you know, like, yeah, I get their ports or they're just, you know. It's not confirmed with... yet, and that's what fucking sucks. I right hope now. it is. I mean I yeah. really hope that it... they can do it. They say they can. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't. But again, remember we're all waiting for uh We still don't know what the fuck is gonna Yeah, no. Remember we're all waiting for uh Oh, Game Boy Advance games for 3DS never happened mm-hmm. unless you were True. one of the ambassadors for the, the early ambassadors people. Three weeks with three weeks until Switch. So, mm-hmm. 
We'll talk a lot about Spider that. around the gore. But as always, we're not only about video games. We like other things like movies, TV, music, comic books, what have you. So now we're going to go to our segment, Three PCs, Check It Out. Uh, yeah, there's um, more music. Uh, there's a dude named uh, Rag and Bone Man. He has uh, he came out with a new uh, not a new I think it's his debut album I think uh, it's called Human and he's he's got like this I don't know it's like a really deep voice like a Joe Cocker kind of uh-huh. voice it's it's I like it it's like um I like old sounding music new but by new artists yeah like that's why I'm a big fan of like Mayor Hawthorne and like there's a guy named Jamie Liddell that's really good which. He actually worked on this album. Like he, he, he has a song. He like he featured in it. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's an album called uh, "Human." That it's it's just like I said. Like if if anybody knows me, they, I like uh, old sounding music like Black Keys, May Hawthorne, uh, Jamie Liddell. Um, even like Daft Punk. It's kind of kind of yeah old sounding stuff like disco, especially the Random X's Memories. Um, so yeah, this this Rag and Bone Man, it's pretty, pretty good album by a guy from I think it's like from England or something. Yeah, came out the. It's on Spotify. I don't know what else, but that's all. That's where I I listen to it. Yeah, actually, Ricky's he post he posted it on his Snapchat. He was singing a song. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and like I, I I was like whatever. I didn't I would if I didn't know because I followed Jamie Liddell. He's a he's a also a singer. Um, What's it called again? Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man. Yeah, and uh, he he posted something on on Instagram because I follow him on Instagram, and he said like, oh, I worked on this album. It's really good. It's really exciting that to work on this album." I was like, "Oh, well, that's that's weird." Like that same day that I saw your cousin Ricky post yeah. something on Snapchat, he yeah, posted yeah. that song on there. It's called "Human," which is actually pretty good, but it kind of <laughs> sounded again. I really like. I don't really. It was just like a 10 second clip that I really didn't know what it was about. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But um, yeah, you, uh, Jamie Liddell, he posted it on Instagram. Was really happy to be working on it. I was like, oh, cool. I, I like this guy, so I'm gonna check it out. And I yeah. ended up really liking the album. So that's cool. Uh, Rag and Bone Man, Human. Um, I got one more, Jesse. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You, know, yeah. you can't. No, <laughs> right, you can't. Uh, you can't. Right? Well, why uh, not though? Because it's rules. Check. Check. One thing for each of us. No, fuck that. I'm I'm gonna go with a book slash um, porno audio book entry. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Mike Tyson's Undisputed Truth. Uh, I I've read the Audible version of it, uh, or I've listened to the. (laughs) Sorry, I listened to the Audible version of it. Uh, I've also read part of the book, to be honest with you, and and it's 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 fantastic. It's really really good. Um, it's just it's a lot of crazy stuff that went on. Like when you actually hear about what uh, Mike Tyson went through, like even in his prime. Yeah. When you actually like really 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 does he understand? read it? Huh? Does he read it? Does he read it? Yeah. The audible it? version? No. Uh, I wish he did, but he didn't. No, he, he, he didn't. But like you know, it's it, it's really good. And I, you know, I'm gonna 
just to branch off of it, I'm just gonna say that there is a uh, HBO special where he did like the same thing. There's a spoken word. Yeah, there's like a one man show, right? It's a one man show. It's it. I mean, the actual book is like 600 pages. It's it's fucking long, Uh, but it's really really good. And and I would recommend if you're a fan of Mike Tyson or just a fan of boxing in general, check it out. And you know, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't even realize. Um, You know, I didn't like. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, Mike Tyson's the, crazy he's a badass. <laughs> Not just somebody, he's a badass. Well, no, I didn't realize, like, even in his prime, like, people hated on him and people, like, doubted really? him. Like, I didn't know oh, he was, like, this. he was the guy that was popular to hate. Yeah. You know, and, uh, like, you see heavyweights and you see fighters and, like, you know, like, Floyd Mayweather's like, hey, yeah, yeah, you hate yeah, him. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I was like, I thought everyone loved Tyson. But no, people really? fucking hated him. That's yeah, crazy. like, they were like, I don't for like me, this guy. For me, like, Mike Tyson, like, I knew he was a badass, but I grew to know him more as a crazy fucker after, yeah. The, yeah. after the rape charges, after when he's fighting dudes in the casinos. I shit. was a kid and I watched him beat Spinks. And, oh, like, okay. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. And, like, I saw him beat a lot of people's asses and it was just like, boy, he's a badass. <laughs> but as a kid, yeah, I didn't understand how much hate he got and, like, how people didn't like him and then, like, just everything in general. It's, I think it's it's everybody. A, it's a, Muhammad Ali got fucking a lot of hate too. Yeah, everyone did. Uh, but I just, like, with him, as a kid, I just didn't think he was. I, just, I thought everyone loved him because, like, everyone around me was just he's like, so yeah, cute they with that so list. fucking... No, but I mean, just, like, he beat people's he's asses, you monster. know? Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I was always, like, everyone likes him, but, like, when you, the book is really, really good, if you can't read the book, you know, take a If you can't read... If, if you don't have time to read, <laughs> oh, okay. listen to the Audible or just any way you can get a hold of it. You yeah. know, check it out. It's 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 a very good it's a good entry. What about you, Jizzy? Um, I actually got a comic book, graphic novel to Ooh. to uh, to talk about. Right. I haven't read a ton of X Men, but uh, I've had I've read a good chunk, and uh, this one I really enjoyed. It's uh, X Men's God Loves Man Kills. Uh, it's written by Chris Claremont and artwork by Brent Anderson. Mm-hmm. It's a really good one. Um, actually, a lot of what X2, the movie, was based on this. But over the years, like, X2 is, like, whatever. Like, it was one of the better ones. Yeah. But I ended up hating. Uh, and now I hate Brian Singer because he's ruined the X-Men franchise. Because he's a pedophile? No, I don't. Oh. That, too. But <laughs> um, you see a lot of what they took, but what's in or, God Loves Man Kills, yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> like, what is taken out of God Loves Man Kills is so much better than the actual movie itself. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much about, you know, everyone, hate, a lot of people hate mutants. Um, that's a thing. But what clear, uh, what Chris Claremont ended up doing in the early, like, 80s was really establish a lot of what people are doing nowadays with the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really cool is you have Stryker here, but he's more of a, a, a <coughs> man of the, the word of God. Um, he was a soldier, but you find out his backstory and why he hates um, mutants so much. But he's more using it as a religious type of thing, that mm-hmm. they're not people. It's more of a religious thing, that they're they're demons, they're evil. They should be killed. They're not humans. Um, but what I really like, it starts, it starts, this starts off strong with people um, chasing mutants and killing them and hanging them. It's a really good read. Um, really great characters. I mean, they have Wolverine in it. They have Colossus, Kitty Pride, which is one of my favorite characters, Nightcrawler. But um, just the story they have in here, they did such a good job. Um, that mimics a lot of stuff that's kind of going on right now. Oh, like always, prejud- I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's what um, the, the great thing about X Men and comic books in general is that they could. They've like, always like yeah. represented the outsiders or the yeah. minority and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's crazy to see where they have, they have um, Striker 
on TV talking like it was in the comic book. There's a debate between Professor Xavier and Stryker and then, you know, Professor Xavier defending mutants. But Stryker using the word of God or using God and religion, saying that, you know, they're not humans or not that. And people accepting him, except like he's popular and they say they're afraid that it's it's to them. It's scary that he is someone who's like really popular and, mm -hmm. and I think that one of my favorite pages Chris Clement he uh, did Weapon X right? I Maybe? believe so yeah yeah okay when was this uh, written? was it like 80s? 82 okay if I remember correctly um, but the X-Men end up like watching the TV with Stryker on it um, but it's everyone it's Kitty Pride, Colossus it's all their thought bubbles mm -hmm. uh, Nightcrawler and Wolverine and it says it seems impossible but Stryker's so popular Millions of people believe every word. To think us evil simply because we exist is madness. I have known such fear and hatred from birth, but time does not make it any easier to take. The others are spooked with good reason. You know, like that. You know, a lot of people right now aren't feeling That's that. That's what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's just like really cool. Um, I think it's probably one of the best X Men stories I've read. Um, so far, I mean, again, I haven't read a ton of them, but I, I really enjoyed it, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just it's just so crazy to just see this, just that kind of like really artwork. Like it mimics a lot of what happened to and, what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, and that's the great thing about X Men is that X Men have always been the type of characters that if you felt like a loner, someone who you were yeah, you felt like, like outsider, a freak gay, or an outsider, or whatever, yeah. gay, straight, black, white. I mean, brown, yeah. what have you. You didn't feel like you were part of anyone, Puerto Rican. you know. Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican. too. <laughs> but, um, no, I really liked it. it. It was a good read. Um, it might be a little bit difficult because it was during around the times of, like, the early 70s or late 70s, early 80s, where there's a lot of thought bubbles in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of now, there's more dialogue. There's yeah. more boxes to kind of tell what the characters are thinking. Mm -hmm. But for some people, it might be a little weird where they're thinking their actions as it goes. Mm -hmm. And it's a little... If you're not used to that early type of writing, it's, yeah. it feels a little off. But no, it's a good read, and that's one I recommend. Uh, God cool. loves man kills. Yeah, that sounds awesome. interesting. Yeah, it's just this issue. That's it. It's all right. Yeah, they did it. Cool. Um, it was cool because I read. There's some stuff in the back um, information about it, and they wanted to do this as a solo story, one graphic novel nice. on its own. So that's what was really cool. But I, yeah, it's it's a really good one, and you see a lot of what was taken and in x2 they that they took from this book but where x2 tries to to blur the lines between this character striker hating hating mutants mm -hmm. just because they're mutants which is, is this is what it is too they bring the religious part of it too uh, of someone who who feels that he's acting of what god wants to do and, and just that side of it and then his backstory when you read that is pretty dark and um a much better you know you couldn't completely adapt it to film you'd have to change a lot but i enjoyed this more i mean x2 is probably one of the better ones but yeah i enjoyed it it was a good read well, you didn't like last stand that shows dope no Brett Ratner? <laughs> fuck red <Brett> Ratner. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, that's going to be it for this week in Third Party Controller Podcast. Um, if you want to send us any questions for the show, um, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Also, before we go, I want to say again, Joe, congratulations on your black belt. 
guys need to stop. Everyone clap, you know. You know, I haven't I cried proud. yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm close to crying. No, like, I'm proud of you, dude, because you, you with everything, like you said, you had back problems, your knee problems, doing all this stuff. You still got your black belt in jujitsu. How many people could say they got their black belt in jujitsu? Uh, in the gaming community. You, know. you and oh, Sean shit. Baby are like the biggest... Fucking, you guys yeah, can kick. I think you eat balls ass. Sean Baby I, I, I mean, I think we need to have, we need to schedule a matchup you, for yeah. charity. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. and Sean Baby are like the the ones who could kick ass. I just want to meet him. So, but uh, you yeah, can fuck him yeah. up. Yeah. I, I really don't want to fuck him because I really like him too. I like him too. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I would love to meet him because I know just, he's really good at Muay Thai yeah. and I want to meet him because I'm not good at Muay Thai. I seen him break off. A, well, I didn't see him, but I seen a picture of him. He actually ripped up a, a bag like he did. That's impressive. Yeah. Fuck. He kicked the bag and he ripped the fucking punch man. One more I, can time. I can jump in a bag and eventually knock it down for more time. Because <laughs> I'm. <laughs> we got. Also, we got our good friends. They also have podcasts too. Our buddy Scott and T Bone. This is. Hey, have you heard anything about T Bone? Are we still going to have this challenge? I, I haven't. I haven't I listened might, to their couple of podcasts. I haven't heard any oh, remarks oh, or comebacks oh, yet. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Hey, I mean, we got to do this. No, you should know that Joe is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So, Joe, Joe has a black belt. You need to really know, not say it like Joe that because it sounds belt super douchey. No, no, no. You guys say it like He's that. been studying jiu-jitsu for a yeah. very long time, so it's going to be difficult for you to He to earned his black belt. I mean, not difficult. <laughs> You're not going to have a chance. Being I mean, really, you guys shouldn't say it like Already, that. Already, he's a black just, belt. So. No, just leave he will it fucking like, murder you. He no, could no, kill no, one person no, stop, every 10 stop, years. Yeah, guys. and you're one of them. Or you're it the first one. It doesn't work like that, guys. No? No, stop. Just look at oh, T-Bone. If you, you want to kill roll. I'll fucking shoot somebody. If you want to roll, we can roll. I mean, you called it out. So, like, whenever you're ready to do it, we can do it. It's Keep cool. rolling, 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 rolling. But. Fred Durst. No, I'm Tigger. Okay, my bad. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Broken badass. Um. Yeah, but um, check out. I don't want to grow up, but I got a podcast. Um, they talk about mysterious stuff, stuff out there in the world. And some that, scary you know, shit. Some scary yeah, stuff. Some really scary shit. Ugly yeah, stuff. Really good po- podcast. Scott and T Bone, sexy men. Also, our buddies at Rat House Productions. You also want to check out Steve and Beans, the Everything Bagel podcast. Me and Beto have been guests on the show, yeah, so check great. those episodes out. Even great the topics, ones without us, great music. Yeah, great. even those are great. Also, right now, our buddy Bean is in Honduras, and he's doing special weekly episodes yeah, about him in Honduras, tips, travel advice. He had his wife come visit. Oh, nice. A lot of cool. Yeah, it was a lot of cool stuff. Check that stuff out. Also, not only that, not only does the Everything Bagel podcast have Everything Bagel and the Honduras episodes, they even do She's Dead, which is a How I Met Your Mother <laughs> podcast as well. That's why it's Spoiler the, alert. That's why it's the Everything That's why it's the Everything Bagel podcast because it's the whole thing. Yeah, they they cover give you everything. everything guys. They, it's the you know, kit and caboodle. If anything, everything. they even cover a bit Not of games because Steve's Steve's a bit of a gamer. He's so like, again. you know, so he's, he's playing a, he's a again because he's got a too. PS4. Yeah, he's a wrestling fan. They have it all. Check them out. Even check out Rat House Productions has great stuff too. Seriously, if you guys aren't site. checking this shit out, you guys are probably fastest. Yeah, fastest. I don't even know what that means. They're really but fast. I mean, you're really fast. Yeah. How dare you not check us out? Right. Seriously, don't be dicks. 
go fucking check them out. I am your host, the Nature Boy, Jesse Lira, with... Beto the Dragon Esparza. And Black Belt in Jiu-Jitsu himself. The main event, Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we got to get the job done. Later.